having a fish. It was me. I was the one who let the dogs out. Oh, that feels so good to get off my chest. All right, so on to today's podcast. What are we talking about today? Actually, what are we talking about today? We're talking about plasma as a flow control device in aerodynamics, and that's pretty cool. So plasma is pretty cool. It's not as good as air. As air. Um, I have one friend in particular who always says plasma is better than air. He works in plasma. It's not as better. He's a wiener. because Okay, and the paper that we're looking at to explain plasma as a flow control device and it is um, called effect of plasma actuator and splitter plate on drag coefficient of a circular cylinder. And the reason why I selected this paper is because it looks into plasma and also looks into a pretty cool um, passive flow control device, the splitter plate. So there's this um, two things going on here. So plasma actuators, what they do is that they create plasma and then this creates some sort of force and it's not just used in cylinders it's used in a lot of different things for example on airfoils there is one flow control device where you can use plasma to inject momentum into the flow and then that helps keep the flow attached longer and it's the exact same principle so when you create this plasma it just creates a bit of a force and then you can re-energize the flow and let's look at this paper here i just noticed that today i'm my collar's open a little bit more, showing a little bit more skin for you. Enjoy. <laughs> anyway, let's, uh, this is the paper here, and the link is in the description. So they go on and say, in the abstract, an experimental study on flow control around a circular cylinder with splitter plate and plasma actuators investigated. The study is performed in a wind tunnel with the Reynolds number at 4,000 and 8,000, so pretty low. The wake region of the circular cylinder with a splitter plate is analyzed at different angles of attack between 0 and 180 degrees. I don't know why I said 180 degrees like that. It's not that important. Okay, moving on. <laughs> a couple electrodes are mounted on circular cylinder at 90 plus 90 degrees, plus or minus. So top and bottom of the cylinder. Effectively, about where the flow would separate over a regular cylinder. Think of it that way. And this is actually a fairly illogical place to put them because you have uh, the flow going over the cylinder and you want to put and in, inject some momentum or some force just before flow separation. That way you can keep the flow attached a little bit longer. Again, so back to the abstract. While attack angle is zero degrees, drag coefficient is decreased by about 20% when using a splitter plate. So that's quite a lot. However, when the plasma actuator is activated, the improvement of the drag reduction is measured to be 50%. So it's a lot. So the, let's talk about the difference between passive and active flow control devices a little bit more. So we can appreciate uh, these numbers. So the splitter plate is a passive flow control device. And what a passive flow control device means is that it's really just a fixed object and you can't really change it as you're in it um, regarding the flow control the flow condition. So let's say you have a different flow condition, the the passive flow control device that you have will always remain constant. Um, so benefits of the passive flow control device is that it's very simple and usually don't need any feedback, don't need any complex systems, and that makes it more robust. And that also means you use less energy. So when you go to an active flow control device, it means that you have usually some sort of feedback loop, uh, you have some uh, mechanism that can change uh, change it a little bit so you can change the orientation, you can change how much force you're introducing or whatever. And that uses energy. 
and it also means that it's more complex, so it can break easier. So generally speaking, passive flow control devices are very good in terms of being robust, but they also don't deliver as good results as active because you can only make them for one particular type of condition. And if the conditions change, you can't accommodate that. Whereas active flow control devices, you can change how they're performing based on the conditions. So then you can let it um, operate at a much uh, more efficiently or much more effectively at different flow control, uh, different flow uh, conditions. So the splitter plate, which reduced the drag by 20%, that's actually really good for a passive flow control device. The plasma actuator effectively together, they reduce it by 50%. So that's again, very good. And the reason why we get a higher, a seemingly higher percentage is probably because it is active. So you can uh, toggle it and change it slightly. And that's one of the reasons why I chose this this paper because we have active and passive flow control devices. And my window is just playing around here. Let's get it back. Okay, here we go. So going on to the introduction. As a passive flow control method, a splitter plate can be used to reduce drag coefficient to vortex strength when it is placed behind a circular cylinder. Using a splitter plate has been investigated by a lot of different researchers. And it using a splitter plate reduces drag and produces narrower wake than that of the bare cylinder. This means approximately 31% drag reduction in the lift in drag when L on D equals one. So what is L on D? L on D stands for lift on diameter. So the diameter of the circle is, let's say it's, oh, let's say it's uh, 10 centimeters. The length of it is 10 centimeters as well. So it's pretty stumpy and thick. So when the splitter plate length is increased, then the drag is reduced. So that's quite interesting. So the passive flow control device of the split plate, as you increase it, it really breaks up that von Kármán street, as we'll see uh, later on. Then an author, Akansu et al, experimented with the effect of the circular cylinder with splitter plate from zero to 180 degrees to observe the pressure distribution, vortex shedding, drag, and lift coefficients at uh, 8,000 to 60,000 Reynolds number. The drag coefficients were found at maximum minimum values between at 75 degrees and 15 degrees respectively. Now, interestingly, the lift coefficient, they observed that it had two maximum values. So if the splitter plate was at 15 degrees or 165 degrees, which is um, effectively just off of the horizontal axis. And then they found that they had four minimum values. That's, that's really interesting that you have four minimum values and or just on one hemisphere. So if you go the other way, then that's basically eight uh, minimum values all the way around. As an active flow control device, so plasma actuators. So we're looking at this now, but how is plasma made? So to, to make plasma, you effectively need to have, we can do it in lots of different ways. Like plasma makes up like 98 or 99% of the universe, whatever it is, I don't remember the number. And uh, there are lots of different everyday things that are plasma, for example, fire. But the plasma that we use in aerodynamics to, as a flow control device is, particular, is made a particular type of way. And what you do is you just have a um, grounding electrode and the charged electrode. And then in between, you have a something called a dielectric material. And this dielectric material, it's usually something called captain tape. 
And captain tape is this um, material which is dielectric, and that means that it's insulative, so it's it's not going to pass the current through, but the electrostatic charge can still pass through. So you can produce plasma that way. And this is how they do it here. So they say the so a typical plasma actuator consists of two electrodes and a dielectric material between them. One electrode is grounded and the other one is connected to high voltage. In the literature, researchers widely use this application to reduce drag option, noise level, wake, and vortex shedding. And this can all be done through reducing the wake size and the unsteadiness of it. So for example, noise, that often comes through unsteadiness of uh, wake shedding. So by using the plasma actuator, you can damp that out. Okay, so this other author, these other authors, they had plasma actuators on a circular cylinder at 90 degrees, plus or minus, and plus or minus 135 degrees for noise reduction and eliminating the von Kármán shedding. So that's pretty cool to get rid of the von Kármán shedding behind a, a cylinder. Sung and others altered flow separation point and flow field in the wake by using plasma actuators on a circular cylinder. Six electrode pairs were activated with placements on plus or minus 90 degrees, plus or minus 120, and plus or minus 150 degrees on a circular cylinder. They used forward and reverse electrode configurations to analyze the flow around the circular cylinder. When the forward electrode configuration was used, the wake is reduced. So what this means is that um, the forward, the forward, um, what do they call it here? The forward configuration means that these, uh, these plasma um, actuators, they're all moving the flow in a certain direction. They're forcing fluid with the flow. When it's in the reverse um, configuration, it means that they're um, opposing the flow direction. So in the forward electric configuration, the wake is reduced, whereas in the reverse electric configuration, the wake was increased significantly. That's to be expected if you have a, a flow coming in and then you're producing this force that opposes it, it's going to create a lot more separation and also just a lot more, uh, you're taking a lot of energy out of the flow and you're making the wake bigger. So, they then changed the positions of the electrodes on the rotating cylinder to different angles. They observed that using electrode and using electrode change pressure coefficient distributions, drag and lift coefficients and of the flow around the cylinder. So that's to be expected. So in this paper, they now go through the experimental setup and it's fairly um, straightforward. You have a cylinder so in, and then in the flow. And then in order to produce the plasma, one electrode is grounded and the other one is connected to a high voltage. Both electrodes have a width of five millimeters. And then captain tape, which is that tape that I was talking about, which is what we often use, is placed between the two electrodes as a dielectric material. Now, one of the great things about plasma actuators is that they have a very high um, frequency. So you can, you can change, you can oscillate the, the, um, how the frequency of it. So you can toggle on very quickly. You can toggle on off very quickly depending on what the flow is doing. So if you have sensors upstream and you want to um, sense when the flow is potentially going to separate, you can then take these measurements. And then if you find that, okay, we're reaching conditions where the flow is probably going to separate, you can quickly uh, turn on the plasma actuators to then prevent that. And in this particular instance, the plas plasma excitation frequency was set to three and a half thousand um, kilohertz. The applied voltage was set at 6.5 kilo. Volt. So that's quite a high voltage too. And then if, 
then we go into the results. So in figure three, so this figure here, they plotted the drag coefficient versus the angle of attack here. Now, flow separation around the circular cylinder is delayed by using plasma actuators at certain degrees. Also, the narrow wake region was observed and the reduction drag was investigated. So if you have a narrow wake, chances are you're going to have a lower drag because this is a bluff body and bluff bodies, typically the majority of a, a drag of a bluff body as subsonic flow is going to be pressure drag. So if you have a greater wake, it means that you have a greater pressure drag. Also, the uh, induced flow by means of the plasma is reversed according to the streamwise, depending on the position of the placed electrodes when the impact is changed between 90 and 180 degrees. So if you have this cylinder and you rotate it, then obviously the, the direction this plasma is pushing the flow is opposite to what you originally had it. So if you have it with the flow in one configuration, flipping it to the other angle, to the other side, means that you have it against the flow. And so with this uh, diagram here, figure three, you can see at zero degrees, this means that the plasma actuators are at plus or minus 90 degrees, so top and bottom. There is a huge drop in the drag coefficient, not only when you have just the splitter plate, which is the, um, the triangles here, the dotted blue triangle line, but also when you have the splitter plate and the plasma, so this is the, the solid um, little stars. And then when you get to 90 degrees, what this means is that you're gonna have one plasma actuator at the front, so effectively the, the leading edge, and then one at the trailing edge. And then when you cross that, um, that point, you then have these plasma actuators um, forcing the flow in a, the opposite direction. That's when you get a significant increase in, in drag and the wake size. And this is at around number 4,000. 4, so, in addition to figure three, which is a 4,000 Reynolds number, figure four is a Reynolds number of 8,000. And this is pretty funky what happens here. So in figure four, there is very little change in drag coefficient. <clears throat> now, why is that? They go on and say, because of the increasing effect of the plasma at high Reynolds number, the voltage is needed to be increased. So what this means is, in plain English, is you have the flow, it's increasing its... Um, Reynolds number, which means that the inertial forces are higher than the, the viscous forces because the Reynolds number is the ratio between the two. So if the, if the inertial forces are playing a greater role in the flow, it means you need more force to effectively damp what's happening, what the flow wants to naturally do. So you then need to have a, a stronger plasma actuator to get the same effect. So at this Reynolds number of 8,000, you're not going to be getting as um, great an effect as a 4,000 Reynolds number because the plasma actuators are just too weak. So even though we do see this reduction at low angles of attack, you um, don't get nearly the same reduction as when you have a Reynolds number of uh, 4,000. So that was some of the results. They also looked at the flow bits. Before we go on to that, I want to just tell you quickly to check out the Atmosphere Hawk. This is one of the instruments that we make here at Premier Dynamics. What this does is it accurately measures the temperature, barometric pressure, and humidity in your experiments. And that means that your density of air is going to be much more accurate when you calculate it. And on, during your experiments, you can, you can keep track of what the density is. So then you can change what your flow is doing. You can change what the Reynolds number is, the flow speed. And then your results, you can also factor that in. So that makes your experiments far more accurate. If you don't have one of these, then you're introducing two, three, four percent error into your um, results just without 
uh, even knowing it, you don't know what it is. So go check out this. We make other instruments as well. This is one that every area analysis can use. And let's get back to the podcast. So this is the Flowbiz now. To look at the Flowbiz, they use smoke Flowbiz. And they say, as can be seen in figure five, vortices behind the circular cylinder are regularly occurring when the angle of attack is zero. So here we have a plane cylinder and as expected, you have this von Karman street happening. And the von Karman street, as you can see, is you have one vortex and it rolls up and it really crosses the middle line. So if you were to draw a line or through the middle of the cylinder and extend it. The vortex is really coming over that halfway line. And this is where a splitter plate comes into effect. It really straightens up the flow, so that doesn't happen. So you can see that there is still a vortex street happening in this other, this second figure here. This has a cylinder, has a splitter plate at the back, the flows from left to right, and there's no plasma actual. You still get this slight more common street, but it's not coming to uh, the middle and even encroaching over that halfway point, which means you're damping that, that um, wake feature out. And this also comes at a reduced drag coefficient, which is quite nice. So in addition to having this splitter plate, they then looked at the splitter plate with the plasma actuator. So if both plasma actuators are placed on the second cylinder and the splitter plate is used behind the second cylinder, then both creations of vortices are eliminated and shrinking of the wake is observed. So that's exactly what you see here. So not only is the wake um, smaller than just with the splitter plate, there's no von Karman street really happening. It's very minor, if anything. So that's where we're getting that drag reduction. So that's pretty cool. And then if you set the angle of attack at 180 degrees, so these two bottom figures here, this is where now we've flipped the cylinder the other way. And the splitter plate is aligned with the flow. So this is the upstream flow from the left and it's hitting the, the splitter plate first, then going over the second cylinder and it's free to do whatever it wants after that. So if you have it in this configuration, the splitter plate uh, creates a narrower wake region than behind the plane cylinders, but the vortices still occur um, near the cylinder. So at the back, you still get this um, streak. The reason of this is that the circular cylinder's angle is changed. Induced flow occurred by the plasma actuator's effect opposite direction to the flow. By using plasma actuators, it is observed that it prevents the occurrence of vortex shedding. So in this bottom figure here, you have the um, plasma actuators really damping that von Karman street. The splitter plate is good when it's behind, not so good when it's in front. But if you use plasma actuators, you can really um, get over that problem still. So in figure six, they also look at other angles of attack. So here now we have the splitter plate at different angles and you can use that to get an idea as to what angle of attack it is. And we also have this plasma on and plasma off. So when the angle of attack is 30 degrees, flow separation from the lower side of the cylinder is delayed. So this one here. Therefore, vortex, the vortex shedding axis was deviated. So this makes sense. You have this splitter plate, which is forcing all this flow up, and that's going to change the, the axis of that vortex shedding. And then as you go to these higher angles of attack, you can see there's the wake is really blowing out, as you'd expect, like at 90 degrees, 
you have such a big frontal area now, and that's just dramatically increasing the, the drag coefficient. And as you, you flip it to getting closer to 180 degrees, so the opposite side, you do end up getting somewhat of a vortex street re reforming. So the conclusion of this paper was that for um, angle attack of zero degrees, reduction in drag is 27% with a splitter plate. And then when you use the splitter plate and the plasma actuators, it's 56% drag reduction. So a huge drag reduction. Reduction in drag is more significant when both the splitter plate and plasma actuators were used together than circular cylinder via the splitter plate. So that's how, this is one application of using plasma as a flow control device in aerodynamics. We use it in quite a lot of different applications as well. And that's the end of the podcast. So make sure to check out the Atmosphere Hawk. We also make other instruments. We also have um, a new one called the Rayleigh uh, Scattering Flowviz um, setup. So check that. We also have courses to make you a better aerodynamicist. We have CFD, Experimental and Theory. Check them out, links in the description. And the International Aerodynamics Conference registration is open. The abstract submission closes in August and the conference takes place in October. So check that out, link in the description, register. It's there for everyone who loves aerodynamics. You can come along if you don't like aerodynamics or don't love it, but you need to pretend like you do love it. So peace out.